Good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after 11. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. Uh, Jennifer, you just started watching 1923? Yes, I watched the first four episodes, which are the only four that are out, and it's really quite something. I can't wait for the season to pick back up in, on February 4th. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I've seen all of them. This is uh, part of the Yellowstone uh, story. If you've been uh, watching Yellowstone on TV, uh, there was... The uh, Dutton. Yeah, the Dutton <laughs> story. The, yep. the prequel starts off, um, it, it, what was it, 1876 or 18, something like that? 83? 1884, 1883, yeah, 1883. And that was fabulous. I mean, yeah. it was brilliantly written Beautifully executed, well acted. Uh, then they continue the story to, to 1923, uh, and again, it's it's a terrific uh, uh, program. Only uh, they produced four episodes, and I have been waiting for a couple of months now for for them to continue. I mean, how could you have a four season episode? Or four yeah, episode so season. It's still this first season, but they're not resuming the next one until February fourth. I think because they left on such a cliffhanger and such a transitional moment in this story. But it's uh, taking place in two different locations: Montana, which is just breathtakingly beautiful, and Africa, which is also beautiful. And so the scenery is just incredible. Uh, whichever Dutton you're following in the story. And Harrison Ford is now, you know, the patriarch of the Dutton family. Uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, the country music stars, were the leads in uh, 1883. But now Tim McGraw passed away and his brother, Harrison Ford, apparently came to the ranch 20, 30 years prior to, to take over things uh, and uh, raise his two sons. And so it's been Helen Mirren plays Harrison's wife. And, you know, these Duddens, tough bunch. It's an exciting story. It is uh, just brilliantly written. I, I don't know how much creativity this guy has uh, that's created all these TV shows. But at some point, I, I you know, I wonder, does the, do you just run out of gas? And how do you just keep writing brilliant episode after brilliant episode? I don't know, but it certainly keeps you watching, you know, yeah. and binging even like I did. I finally, you know, finally just got around to getting on the Paramount Plus app to watch this thing, and I had to watch all four right in a row. You just binge watch. Did, was I the one that told you about Yellowstone? You were, yep, yep. So I think that these two prequels are better than the current day show, even though the current day show is compelling. Uh, but I really am loving these prequels. A couple of months ago, I talked to listeners about uh, wearing a hat, getting a Stetson, because I uh, I had one before, years and years ago. And I thought seriously about getting one. And now everybody who's watching Yellowstone is going out and buying Western wear, including those Stetson hats. So now if I, you know, if I'd go out and buy one, I would look like, you know, some clown who's just you know oh, uh, why not i've got western outfits now those hats those are pretty hard hats and i don't really care for them i don't think they're flattering on me i i like other kinds of hats but the western gear is comfortable it's functional and it can look good you should go get yourself an outfit and go out west 
Well, no, I don't want to get a, an outfit and, and, <laughs> and go out west. Well, for uh, a trip, you know, they have ranches out there. You can do all these different activities. You might enjoy it. We were just recently at a ranch in Montana just over Martin Luther King Day weekend where we did dog sledding and snowmobiling and curling. And, uh, yeah, Montana is beautiful in wintertime as well. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. We just got a news update. A lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence discovered about a dozen documents marked as oh, classified <laughs> at Pence's Indiana home last week, and he has turned those classified records over to the FBI. According to multiple... I wonder why these people don't just shred them and burn them. <laughs> uh, possession of them is the crime. I mean, is there anything preventing their destruction? What is the point of having something that's top secret when it just gets thrown all over the place? Right, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, they're overclassifying documents, you know, and it's part of a pattern that you see from the government because of, you know, FOIA requests and everything else. This is the way around that. They're like, oh, well, we marked this classified, and then if we're writing stupid emails or whatever else, we can just refuse to hand that over to FOIA requests because it's classified, so no one can show anyone your dumb emails or your dumb memos that you wrote that you had terrible judgment in until however many years after that. So you think and, the Obamians... Uh, they're over-classifying documents, but the, there are documents that are classified that need to stay secret. That's the whole point of having the law in the first place, even though it's abused. You think the Obamianist is going through every place he's ever stayed looking for top-secret documents now? I would imagine so. I would. I'd be looking but around going... You know, if Hillary's doing it, she's probably shredding and burning them. Let's be honest. She had her hammers at those computers, didn't she? Like, yes. She won't Bleach catch the possession if they're destroyed. But Mike Pence did this too, huh? Yeah. You know, these guys, I mean, in the defense of all of them, you know, when it comes to vice president and president, you have stabs of people. You're not the one that's packing up your boxes and leaving your office at the end of your term. Other people are doing that for you. You're doing the ceremonial, you know, shaking the hands, meeting your successor, leaving in a helicopter. You know, you're not lugging the boxes out. You're not packing those boxes. But it also makes one wonder, well, are all of your assistants and staff that are packing those boxes and sticking them in your house? How clear are they to read all this stuff that they apparently are handling? You know, that's why these senators have to read these documents in skips. But Biden, they found documents from the time he was a senator in his home now. Yep. Uh, I, I just wonder how, how, how big is this going to get? How far back are we going to go? Uh, and, yeah. and, and what does this do for any Trump prosecution? I think you finally get to the point where, you know, prosecuting Trump for all this is just not saleable. Yeah, I think I think it certainly it is a dumb way. If there's been some speculation that now Biden's talking a lot more and making a lot more gaps and now this do confidential documents are leaking, that maybe the Democrats are really trying to get rid of him. But this would be kind of a dumb way to do it, given the big brouhaha they made over Trump having these records and saying that the Mar-a-Lago raid was justified and this and that, when all these guys have documents apparently like this, and you don't see their houses getting raided by, you know, huge armies and federal agents and their homes torn apart like that. Although Biden's 
allowed the FBI to search his home, maybe to avoid an involuntary search of his home. Who knows? That's an interesting point, too. But do you think that this is the timing, you know, after the midterms is suspicious? But it's also suspicious in that why didn't this come up sooner? And are they trying to get rid of Biden? Yeah, we've we've kind of kicked that around on the air. Um, this would be a way to say, you know, we're not being disloyal, but uh, you really have to move along. Yeah, uh, he has too much baggage. All the Hunter stuff is going to be coming out. He's clearly not being careful with these documents, even though he, we hear over and over from Kareem John Shapir that he takes it very seriously. And then yeah. other, yesterday she's saying, I'm just telling you what the president told me, which is that he takes it very seriously. I was like, oh, that's kind of a interesting way of phrasing it now. It's like he told me that he takes it very seriously, not he takes it very seriously. Well, you remember when he was asked on 60 Minutes about President Trump, what he said. He said that Trump was what? Irresponsible, right? Right, so he's irresponsible too now, right? So now, well, this is our new song for him. Call me irresponsible. Call me unreliable. Throw in un... Yeah, yeah, undependable too. Um, it It seems appropriate. So from now on in, when we bring that up, that's... That's how we'll do it. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. We meant to get to the story about this uh, micro, uh, Microsoft uh, executive uh, who was slain. And we're going to do it in just a few minutes on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 20 minutes after 11. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. Uh, the ex-wife of a slain Microsoft executive has moved 2,800 miles from Florida to the Pacific Northwest. And uh, how does that lead to any kind of uh, clue uh, about the murder, Jen? That part's unclear to me, but mark my words here. This is going to be a case that you hear a lot about because there might be an arrest in this case as soon as tomorrow, according to the sources that Fox News quotes here, um, law enforcement sources. And this guy was murdered in last February of 2021. And his ex-wife and her second husband have been suspects. And then right before there's about to be an arrest, uh, they pick up and move 2,700 miles away from Florida to the state of Washington. And, you know, the media always loves anytime it's a woman, a white woman that committed a murder that's covered. And this is a, you know, good-looking young family, new wife, two younger sons, um, our two young daughters, like a one and a three-year-old, and then these 10-year-old twin boys that uh, he had with the first wife that is now suspected of his killing. And her mother is some super successful businesswoman that owns a company called Stamps Up that has like $100 million a year revenue. So anytime it's like an affluent white woman involved with a murderer, you know there's going to be a made-for-TV movie about it, you know? So, you know, he was murdered in front of his kids, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and a gunman. So it's like, well, was it the ex-husband? Is that what the police think? What's the evidence going to be? But I just thought it was interesting because it was heading Fox News. It's a murder case. And you can just know that this is the kind of murder case you're going to keep hearing about for the next year or so. And then maybe 
later when there's a, a docu-series and or TV movie made from it. Yeah, 2020 will be there. Uh, yeah, 2020. Yeah, exactly. Dateline. They're all getting on a plane ready to cover this thing. All right. What's going on with M&M's? M&M's. Well, you know, the girl M&M's lost their shoes. And they lost their title of Ms. Green and Ms. Brown uh, because they were too sexualized. So they just became known as Green and Brown. And now M&M's, they were introducing a, an inclusive purple M&M as early as last fall. But now they announced yesterday or the day before they're scrapping their spokes characters. And instead, they're going to have Maya Rudolph. Um, who everyone can agree on, which I'm not sure why anyone in America thinks that there's a person we can all agree on at this point, honestly. But she's going to be representing them, and they're going to get rid of their spokes candies for a little bit here. You know, those spokes candies uh, uh, were really clever. Uh, you know, you had the uh, the, the one M M&M and M that was always being consumed. Uh, it was humorous. It was. Uh, Entertaining and it reminded you of the product. Thought it was a great ad campaign. Why they had to go woke with that is beyond me. Yeah. I mean, they had it. They had a great ad campaign. And in fact, uh, I got a friend of mine lives in Virginia who's been such a fan of that uh, whole line of commercials that she has uh, M&M uh, statues. I, I don't know what you'd call them. Uh, toys, whatever, uh, that replicate them. Any, anybody that made anything that was one of those M&M characters, she had them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have stores all over that have a ton of that stuff. Slippers, like socks, Christmas ornaments, anything you can think of, merchandise-wise, they've got in those M&M stores, and they're always packed in New York City and Vegas. Foreigners, in particular, seem to flock to them. And, uh, I've never really gotten the appeal of that, but you can get customized M&M's. So, yeah, they have been successful spokes characters. Ironically, as we talk about gender all the time, M&M's are non-binary. <laughs> and I accept gonna... that. <laughs> yeah. None of them are male or female, <laughs> uh, unlike human beings. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. But, you know, they're getting in the news once again with their, you know, it's like non-controversies or controversies that they've had about this stuff, and now they're getting free attention, and we're talking about them right now, so maybe they are up to something, and uh, we're playing right into their hands where they're not going to melt. <laughs> could could be. Uh, last topic, and we will have made it. Uh, J.K. Rowling in the news, pourquoi? Pourquoi? She's owning... People, so she's been labeled as a TERF, which is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And J.K. Rowling is an extremely successful person. So, you know, a couple months ago, she there was a tweet like, how can you sleep at night knowing that there's a huge segment, uh, there's a segment of the population who will never look at your books again? And she's like, I look at my latest royalty check, and then I sleep just fine. And then this other trans person uh, said in a tweet, I'm more of a woman than J.K. Rowling will ever be. Uh, she had a two-word response that went viral. Uh, she retweeted, quoting that tweet, and said, citation needed. So good for her, standing up to these people, having the self-confidence. I mean, she is the boss. 
she's richer than the Queen of England, richest woman in England, and uh, self-made, and knows her mind, and is not going to be bullied by these crazy people. I really think that more people have to stand up and and uh, you know and be honest and truthful and it, 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 to to knock this nonsense off. Uh, as long as we keep caving and catering to this mental illness, they're going to keep pushing. And it isn't going to stop. Uh, corporations keep doing it. They cave. Uh, I, I, I admire her courage. Yeah, more people need to follow her example and be like, let's be grown-ups. Let's be adults. You kids keep making up all these new theories and ideas and protective victim classes. Enough already. You know, there are real problems in this society we need to deal with. We don't need to be making up new ones. It's just a symbol of how spoiled we are that we're arguing about things like where everyone goes to the bathroom and everything else. Thank God we're in a luxurious, luxurious of enough of a position to be able to have those arguments instead of like, where do I, does our next meal come from? Is my son dying on the line of battle right now? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think that's part of the problem. I think the fact that life is so easy that these people have time to do this nonsense. Right. Uh, if they had to go out and and hunt for their food, if they had to grow it in the yard, uh, if, they, if they had to struggle to make ends meet, none of this would happen. But it, hey, life has been... A lot of the nonsense arguments did go away for a little bit there, right? When the pandemic was happening, everyone got real. We got focused. Well, and what mattered more, which were, was lives and how we're going to get through this thing. And then as we sat in our houses with nothing to do, we started arguing the same dumb things like, all over again. It is uh, absolutely insane. You're going to be with us next week? I will indeed. All right. We look forward to it. Jennifer Bukowski, thanks for being with us. Hey, where do they thanks, follow Jeff. you on Twitter? Oh, at Esquire on Fire, ESQ on Fire. Esquire on fire. All right, Jen, take care. Thanks, Gary. All right, bye-bye. Jennifer Bukowski on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, California is up to their usual uh, nonsense. Uh, they want to consider a wealth tax, but they want to go a step further. I'll explain what their, uh, what their plan is. Uh, Governor Whitmer in uh, Michigan, uh, she, well, she's... She's going after guns. She's a Democrat. It's pretty much what you'd expect. And uh, there was one more case, one more study that I wanted to get to here. Um, oh, Biden going after the Republicans on the fair tax. He sees this, and some Republicans do too. They see it as a vulnerability. Republicans need to step up to the plate. They need to make their case unfortunately they're so cowardly that the democrats end up framing all of the arguments and they end up literally defining republican issues republicans need to be on you know on, literally they have to be on top of everything they have to be the aggressors they've got to get their message out first so we'll kick that around all in the next 30 minutes of programming. And then you got Glenn Beck and then Sean Hannity. Uh, you got Randy Tobler. Uh, tomorrow morning you wake up with Brandon Rathard. I can't think of a better way to drive to work than listening to Randy. Randy? Brandon. 
Brandon Rather. <laughs> I just changed his name. Get, get out of the studio, Brandon. I'm, I'm just kidding. Gary. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. You know, for, for decades, when I've uh, interviewed Democrats, I've accused them of being socialists. And they have denied it. Every say, oh, no, we're not. Even though clearly this is their, you know, this is the way they think. And California is the perfect example where Democrats run amok and have absolutely the dumbest ideas. Right now, California lawmakers are looking at legislation that would impose a tax on the state's wealthiest residents. No surprise, Democrats do this all the time. They vilify the rich, pretend they're not paying their fair share, and that's why they're evil and we have to force them to give up their money. But this goes a step further because they are literally trying to tax people that don't live in California. There's this Democrat, Alex Lee. He is an assemblyman. And he introduced a bill in the California state legislature that would impose an extra annual one and a half percent tax on those with a worldwide net worth above one billion dollars. And he wants this to start January of 2024. Um, as early as 2026, the threshold for being uh, taxed would drop uh, those with a worldwide net worth exceeding 50 million would be hit with a one percent annual tax on their wealth while billionaires would still be taxed at one and a half percent worldwide wealth extends beyond annual income to include diverse holdings like farm assets arts and other collectibles and stocks uh, hedge fund interest the legislation is a modified version of the wealth tax approved in the California Assembly in 2020 uh, that the Democrats, of course, passed. The current version includes measures that would allow California to impose those wealth taxes on residents even years after they've left the state and moved Elsewhere, So you're being overtaxed and overregulated in the state of California, and you say, that's it, I've had it, I'm done. And you call Allied Van Lines and say, load up the truck, uh, Texas is the place you ought to be. California thinks they can come after you years later for your wealth. Exit taxes aren't new in California, but this bill also includes provisions to create contractual claims tied to the assets of wealthy taxpayers who don't have the cash to pay their annual wealth tax because most of their assets aren't easily turned into cash. The claim would require the taxpayer to make annual filings with the California Franchise Tax Board and eventually pay the wealth taxes owed even if they don't live there anymore. What the hell is the matter with these <laughs> Democrats? What greedy. would you do if you got a bill, if you moved out of state and you got a bill from the state that you used to live in saying that you owed thousands of dollars? <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, you mean if they were trying to tax me on an yes. annual basis? Yes. Well, I'd take them to court. I'd say, you don't have a legal right to tax me. I live in another state. <laughs> I th uh, this is just unbelievable. It is. I mean, it's one thing if you uh, lived and worked in a state, you pay their income tax, and maybe you move out mid-year and you have to pay the back tax or whatever. But after that, it's not... It's not uh, it's not the state's money. It's mine. No, it's never the state's money. It's always mine. Uh, Dave is on the line. Dave, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Gary. Uh, Biden has this tendency to always talk about billionaires. Do you know how many billionaires there are in the United States? Oh, uh, I would have to take a stab at it. I just have to guess and think 100, 150, something like that. There's actually, according to Google, 270. Now, that's quite a minority. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he's always blaming the billionaires. The billionaires are what makes this place work. Yep. And you, understand. It, you know, you should be teaching economics... Uh, and, uh, and and Robert Reich should be uh, retired somewhere. <laughs> he should be a student of mine. <laughs> yes, because you understand it. That's right, baby. All right. All right. Thanks, bye -bye. Dave. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Chris, good morning. How are you? All right. Thinking about California and this. Uh, do you remember the old ad on TV with the Roach Motel? You check in, but you can't check yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they've turned into. Uh, this is like, you know, the, the, the ex-wife from hell. You know, they're just going to keep going after you and asking for, for more money. And in the future, I want more money, and it's never going to end. Is you think this is going to hold up in court? I think they might have a problem with that. I, I think so. Uh, you can't, you know, the old, uh, what, what's the term they use on laws? You can't go retroactive and so on and so forth. But once you're gone, you're gone, and they shouldn't have any right to come chase you down, even though I'm not too sure the federal government won't do it, too, if you left the country uh well they do the, well, i don't yeah. know if they do it retroactively but if you um if you want to leave the country and you're a millionaire or a billionaire you have to pay an exit tax to get the hell out of here <laughs> get a little turnstile right there at the airport huh? yeah get you gotta pay and, and, <laughs> and then and if you try to travel carrying cash Holy moly. Oh, yeah, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Now they act like you're uh, some kind of a child rapist. Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I got it. Uh, it's it's a mess, and you just wonder, it doesn't seem to be getting any better, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, but, you know, that fair tax idea just eliminates all of this. Oh, I agree with you 100% there. I've been uh, supporting that for a long time, but it just reminds me of the old days. Just pretty soon we're going to have the tax guy just show up at your house and look around and go, eh, I think you owe this much. Well, they do do a search. Uh, it's nicknamed the underwear drawer search. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they'll go into your house and say, well, you know, based on your income, you shouldn't have that big screen TV and that stereo and these jewels. Um, maybe you're well, cheating your taxes. Yeah, just to quote that old mobster guy they had, and I think it was testifying to Congress, I'm just a good budgeter. Yeah, yeah we're a very good budgeter. <laughs> All right, Chris, thank you for the call. All right. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, uh, you know, just pretend that it's the billionaires that are holding up the plans. Boy, if they would just give up more of their wealth. Well, a wealth tax is going to destroy the economy. And Democrats have tried this before at a national level. They've thought about doing this. They wanted a wealth tax. 
all it does is make, you know, money move. Rich people can afford to go anywhere they want. And if you were another country and you had the chance to bring a multi-billionaire into your country, wouldn't you do it? You would if you were smart because you'd know they're going to spend money. They're going to build homes, buy cars, uh, buy expensive jewelry. They're, they're going to pay taxes. So if California or the United States succumbs to the democratic pressure to create a wealth tax... You can bet your bottom dollar there will be people in other countries only too willing to take those billionaires. And by the way, I don't think this law would stand uh, the, the test of time. I, I don't believe the federal government would allow them to do what the Democrats want. But it's always, oh, they're not paying their fair share. Bravo, Sierra. They're paying your fair share. Uh, the top 10 or 15% of taxpayers, uh, of wealthy uh, people in this country, pay more than half of all the taxes the country collects in income tax. And then you compound that with a state tax like California's or, or New York or Illinois. And the next thing you know, it, they get to keep half their money. Literally, they end up bringing home half their money. By what stroke of the imagination is that fair? Oh, the liberals will say, oh, it's fair. They, they've still got a lot of money left over. Well, maybe we should reach into every progressive's pocket and take half of their pay. See how they like coming home with half their wealth. All right. Uh, we got to move on because uh, speaking of this uh, fair tax, President Biden is apparently going to attack it. We'll cover that next on the Gary Nolan Show. On the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11.50. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I want you to think back to one of the, God, maybe the God, the first Godfather movie. Uh, and you remember everybody was, you know, at the end of the movie was being assassinated. Uh, apparently the Godfather was trying to clean everything up. And I want you to imagine this conversation uh, between a hitman uh, and uh, uh, somebody who might supply him with a firearm. You know, hey, I, I gotta, I gotta whack some guy for the boss. Uh, I need a, uh, I need a, a handgun. Well, I'd like to send you a handgun here, but I have to get you a background check before we do that. Now, in your wildest imagination, you know that will never ever happen. The bad guys will um, sell guns to other bad guys. All the time. They're not going to require a background check. Well, Democrats think somehow, and and, uh, and, and this is frustrating to me, Whitmer is, is uh, next in line here, to push for universal background checks. So you and I would go into a gun store, we'd have to do this, you know, we'd, we have to do the NICS check, uh, and we would be you know, obligated if we bought a firearm to get the NICS check because we're law-abiding citizens. Do you think the drug dealers are going to do that? Do you think the gang members are going to do that? Do you think somebody who's going to rob a bank is going to think to themselves, well, if I buy this gun, I better get a background check. Or the guy that's going to sell him the gun might be thinking, 
Well, I got to get you a background check before I sell you the gun. No, it's just stupid. In her annual address to the state, Whitmer is going to urge the legislature to require universal background checks for all firearm sales. And then manda uh, mandate safe storage of weapons. What it is about the Democrats that they don't understand what's they don't understand human nature. I'm convinced they don't understand human nature. Everything they do is in some way or another a distortion of human nature. You know, let me just take any example of welfare. When you don't have welfare, you got to rely on charity. When you rely on charity, you want to get out from under as quickly as you can. You know that people are voluntarily giving up their money to help you get on your feet. And you can't do it forever. You know there'll be a point where they go, hey, how come you're not working? Why are you still coming here? So human nature is both to be generous and to feel guilty about taking advantage of somebody's generosity. But if you got a welfare check, that doesn't happen. It's just another example. This is what government, this is what Democrats don't understand about human nature. They think if we just ban guns, guns will go away. No, that's not the case. You, you literally are creating a situation where people will become more vulnerable. And background checks aren't going to stop that. Red flag laws aren't going to be useful in that. You got to look at the people who are committing the crimes. Try and figure out what they have in common. What is their motivation? Why are they doing these things? Is it simple mental illness? Is it because of the way they're raised? Is it the neighborhoods they live in? What what you know, it's the people doing it. A gun is an inanimate object. It doesn't do anything on its own. Calling it assault you know, an assault weapon is ridiculous. It doesn't assault anybody. It is simply a weapon that bad guys use to attack the good guys and that good guys use to repel the bad guys. It's just the tool. And we've seen from cases all around the world what happens uh, when you have strict gun control. Even, even in Japan. Remember when they... they uh, did that chemical uh, attack, a terrorist attack in the subway. Uh, they, ex they blow buildings up with Molotov cocktails. They're even more indiscriminate. And if they want guns, they get them. You can't stop the gun. You've got to find out why the people are doing what they're doing and go after that problem. And in the interim... You've got to encourage everybody else who is willing and able to carry a gun, too. If I opened up a retail store in Columbia, Missouri, I would put a huge sign on the door. Guns, uh, you know, concealed carry is welcome in this store. 
You tell me which, if you're a bad guy, which store are you going to go into? The one with the sign that says no guns allowed or the one that says our customers are, you know, concealed carry customers are welcome here? Which store do you think they're going to go in? And how stupid. They, they don't understand human nature. They simply don't get it. And they're destroying humanity as uh, with every day that passes. Um, President Biden is going to come out and attack Republicans. I love the way Axios writes this. Uh, some Republicans are suggesting that we go to the fair tax. Axios is describing it as spotlighting fringe economic proposals championed by House Republicans. So right away they've passed judgment on the fair tax. If you, you know, boy, I've, I've read this and uh, apparently these people are fringe. This is weird. This is way out without even examining it. But anyway, that's what President Biden is going to do. He's going to try and tie the Republicans uh, and the national sales tax bill uh, and McCarthy and, and try to paint them as fringe Again, this is where the Republicans need to get out in front of it. The Republicans need to prevent the Democrats from painting them. Something they just don't seem to be very good at. Uh, and the fair tax idea is a brilliant idea. All right, uh, let, me, uh, let me just tell you that uh, tomorrow we are going to have the Epic Times on the program. Uh, we're going to have uh, one of my favorite economists is going to be with us. Uh, and uh, and then uh, Thursday is uh, like Think Tank Thursday. It's everybody is on board. So we got a great week lined up for you. Uh, we've got uh, Glenn Beck up next. Took me a second to get that out. I don't know why. Uh, Sean Hannity is going to be on with us. Randy Tobler is going to be on with us. And just, and I'm doing this again so I can prove that I didn't, you know, that I won't screw it up. Brandon Rathard tomorrow in the morning. It's the show to listen to when you're driving to work. It's the it, it sets your alarm to wake up mid Missouri. That's that's my tip. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you uh, want to get a hold of me, you can uh, send me a message at GaryNolan.com. Doesn't cost you anything. We don't put any cookies on your computer. We don't slam you with ads. We just get your message. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, Carpe Diem. Grand baby. Honey, I'm coming home.